You've got to please stop it. Stop it now. Turn it off. Turn it off. Stop it. 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 Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today. Or best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. Back in sunny Australia. Welcome back, Greg. Is it, in fact, sunny? It does look sunny, actually, through your window there. It's a gorgeous day. I thought it's been uh, old rainy town in old Sydney town for the past it has. however long I've since I've been there. It's pretty much been rainy town in Sydney town, but today, as was yesterday, is a delight. Nice. I got in the pool for the first time yesterday. Delightful. It was a bit cold. Ah, okay. Wasn't one of those, uh, oh, Jesus, nearly fell off my chair. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Greg, we're back. You're back. We had Ara step in last week. We did. I haven't listened yet, but I will. Thank you, Ara. Yeah, thank you, Ara. I had a fun time um, despite the film we did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that film was fine. Best left in the past? Uh, I think it's okay. I just don't – it's the kind of movie – (laughs) <laughs> to sit down and watch it the way we have to watch movies for the pod, you know, like really actively, it's kind of meh. But I'd throw it on next Halloween probably and not pay attention. That mm. kind of movie. Okay. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't have even told you that. You have to listen to the episode I have to, to find to the, out. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll still need to listen for the nuances. Yeah. I'll have to uh, put a spoiler alert on this episode for last mm. episode. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. And then this week. This week where back in the Halloween franchise has become somewhat of a tradition. In mm. our Halloween, our annual Halloween spectacular miniseries, uh, play the thing. Yes, Halloween three. We did Halloween one. Halloween two usually follows, <laughs> and now Halloween three is, is where we are. Came out in nineteen eighty two. This one, Greg. It did. Can you tell us about that year? Uh, yeah, it's the year of my birth. Um, oh. So it's got that going for it. <laughs> but no, we're not here to talk about my birth, Tristan. We could. We could. I don't remember it too well, so it's very, it's yeah. hardly a member, Mary. I don't remember this thing either, mm. actually, but here we are. Um, do you know where we are? 1982? There's no way you would guess. There's no way you would guess. Okay. Well. Before Expo 88, Tristan. Oh, my God. There was the 1982 Knoxville World's Fair. From the red earth of Mexico, it's coming. From China, a piece of the Great War, it's coming. From every corner of the earth, it's coming. And it's coming soon. You've got to be there. Point me in the right direction. I'll be there. The 1982 World's Fair, you've got to be there. I'll 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 be there. Hopefully, have clocked that one. Uh, of course, the mm. uh, the episode where Bart gets his fake driver's license and they rent a car and they go on a road trip to the Knoxville World's Fair. But little did they know when they got there, it was already over. It was 1996. <laughs> but they did have this. This that was based. That episode, as it turns out, was based on fact. How much of just general pop culture history and shit? We learn from The Simpsons pretty much everything. Well, we learn about the sun sphere. Yeah, exactly. There you go. A 266-foot steel tower topped with a five-story gold globe that was built as the main structure and symbol of the exposition. Today, the sun sphere stands as a symbol for the city of Knoxville. That's from Wikipedia. Oh, nice. Can I ask you a question about these World's Fairs? Of course. So Expo 88, Expo was a World's Fair. Right? Mm, yes. So did they have them every six years? That seems high, highly frequent. 
Yeah, they're like an Olympics of culture. Yeah. I wish we would do something like that now. Like they don't exist anymore, right? Uh, I think they do. I think we saw there was something in Jaina um, like ah. recently, did we? Did we? I can't recall, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. They're certainly not – they don't um, seem to carry the same currency that they used to. The world stopped. Uh, we've talked about it. We've the got the internet. Stopped. Yeah. Yeah, and any, any progress we do make, we see all the little increments and nothing is a surprise and delight anymore. Mm. There's no like – Jetpack or high diver that I haven't already mm-hmm, seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, how high can the divers go? I guess that's probably the question. Um, yeah, that red Red Bull guy kind of uh, Felix. took it to its logical conclusion. Yeah, yeah, the highest of divers. So yeah, Knoxville. They had the Sun Sphere. It was a big deal. Um, yeah, the Sun Sphere is still there, symbol of Knoxville. Um, a few other things aren't there anymore, though. Um, uh, apparently, it didn't really have the long-term uh, benefits from, that Knoxville had hoped for. Right. Um, it was a successful fair, Tristan. It was very successful. Um, put them on the map. Yeah, okay. But uh, the growth of uh, Knoxville itself was somewhat overshadowed by the people down at Chattanooga. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. The Chattanooga. How so? Well, they did a great redevelopment of their riverfront. Down the Chattanooga. <laughs> town, We're getting right into the <laughs> town planners. <laughs> so it was, uh, mate. You know, you just can't keep up with that, um, mate. Knoxville should have got a fucking monorail. That would have done the job. Well, it's it's a monorail. Really, it's a really astute point. Um, that, yeah. that did wonders for Ogdenville. Very astute on your part. And North Haverbrook. Put them on the map, that's for sure. Yeah, look, they had anyway. to demolish one of the pavilions that wasn't working very well. Uh, I heard they had to fill the sun sphere with wigs. Yeah, they did. They had to sell it to um, <laughs> the the silver shamrock people. <laughs> but look, I would say that that aside, it is still. It's, it's quite a beautiful sight, the Sun Sphere, on a sunny day down in um, downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. So if you're in the area, do do drop through, yeah, um, and support the good people of Knoxville. Yeah, do it. Um, shout out to our Knoxville fam. I don't know if anyone listens to us in Knoxville. I like to think they do. Just send us a DM so we know. That would be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh, we got. I keep forgetting, Greg. We've got to start our campaign to commentate the Brisbane Olympics. Oh, we do need to start that. Because that's the closest thing we have to, like, Expo 88 revival. It is. Michael Chevallo might be able to hook us up. Yeah, true. We haven't had a 1988 film in so long, Greg, that we probably have listeners that have no idea why we're talking about Expo 88 and how it's we are fairsmen. We need to but we s- are. Expo 88 yeah. is a cultural pinnacle of mankind. Yeah, yeah, in a way. Uh, big year for uh, Knoxville it was in 1982. Big year, for- um, big year for film as well. Okay. Uh, actually, big ones. E.T., The Extraterrestrial. Ah. The biggest film in the world in 82. There you go. Tootsie, second largest film in the world. Tootsie, eh? Number three, An Officer and a Gentleman. Ah, Gandhi, First Blood, which we've covered. Ah, Rocky Three, which we've not covered. Poltergeist, which we've not covered. Poltergeist, here's a Mandela effect for you. Poltergeist, the house is not built on an ancient Indian burial ground. It's not? Yeah, when I was looking up that trope when we did The Shining, um, that what, that came up as a little uh, factoid. Yes, I would well, have fact. thought. I think factoid means fake fact. Does fact. It? it came up as a fact because I think when Family Guy did it and subsequent parodies and things, it's always Indian burial ground. But no, it wasn't. And neither was Porky's, which came in at number eight that year. Oh, interesting. That would have been interesting if it was. Porky's was the number eight film in the world and that's crazy. What a sign of the times. What a sign of the times. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Number ten, Dust Boot. Um, I've never seen Dust Boot. I mentioned Boot. a few films. Me neither. It's a good name. It's meant to be a good film. The Year of Tron as well, which oh, we covered. Yeah, the Tron. Dark Crystal, which we've not covered, but I'm curious. Conan the Barbarian, Blade Runner, 48 Hours, many things, many things. Yeah, there's some good movies in there. Pl- plenty of um, – Plenty of content for us to work through, you know. Yeah, absolutely. This pod is going to go a long time. Uh, but there was a little film came in at number 49 that year, a little film 
about a, a witch, allegedly. Who <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, had a whole season. She had a real lack of visibility of, mm. I mean, she has a whole season yet. She's nowhere to be seen. Uh, season of the Witch. Three season of the witch came out in October 1982. Budget of 2.5 million dollars, gross box office of 14.4 million dollars. As I mentioned, it just scraped into the top 50. For context, uh, its predecessor, Halloween 2, came out one year earlier. Um, also, budget of 2.5 million dollars and made 25 million. Okay, which was you know significantly less than Halloween one. Came out in '78, made seventy million dollars with a budget of three hundred grand. So we're spending more and we're making less. Mm. This is the trajectory of the Halloween franchise at this point. I don't think the charts are looking favorable in the boardroom. No, on the overhead projector. No, I, th- I think they were hoping to see the old hockey stick. You know, yeah. When this one came out, they're yeah. going to try and hockey stick this thing. Let's get a witch in there, but they didn't hockey stick it at all. It was just a regular stick; it just kept going down. Mm. Mm. Um, and critics agreed. Critic score on Rotten Tomatoes is forty-eight percent. Audience score twenty-eight percent. Critic consensus reads as follows: It's laudable devotion from series. Whoop! It's laudable deviation from series yeah, formula, notwithstanding. That's the opposite. <laughs> uh, welcome to the podcast where Tristan learns how to read. Um, Halloween 3 Season of the Witch offers paltry thrills and dubious plotting. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that I don't know what paltry means, I'd say that sounds pretty close to my yeah. sentiment with the film. I know what dubious means and plotting. <laughs> yeah, same. And witch. Mm. And she ain't in it, Greg. Was this a big movie for you, Greg? No, it wasn't, Kent. Same. I've been wanting to do it though. Yeah, you have. You've been you've been seedling this this bad boy for a while, and I wasn't giving you much back. No, well, I'm probably making it sound worse than it is in terms of the rewatch, which we'll get into. But um, I, I was just always curious about this one because I love the idea, mm. especially because there's so many shitty Halloween films. I love the idea of it being more how, of an anthology. How, so yeah, like, okay, how I'm, shit can you make it type thing? Yeah. <laughs> And I guess I'd seen some of the iconography and because I've watched every other one basically. Have Uh, you? I think maybe last year I watched. Yeah, you went. Yeah, I watched all of of them last year. Last year was it? Yeah. I think I wasn't working. Well, not full time, and so I just watched all the Michael Myers Halloween films. Did you put that on your LinkedIn? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) If you're not working, you got to like put things in there. So you just like watched Halloween (laughs) one to six. (laughs) If I saw that resume, I'd be into it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) <laughs> that's, how, that's how the system works. Um, so, no, I hadn't seen this either the first time. Um, so I guess this is a pretty short section. Should I just get into the origin story then? Please do. Origin story. So this is a sequel, of course. So uh, I will touch on just very briefly some light touch history of the franchise. But, of course, we've covered one and two, so go listen to those episodes if you haven't. Uh, but the first Halloween film comes out in 1978, very low budget. They're painting leaves brown, Greg. Mm. They're, they're shooting a, a film fall. for fall. That's autumn. Not in fall, and they had to they had to paint the leaves brown. Um, Seymour paints leaves brown sometimes. Oh. Um, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill wrote the script in 10 days. This one or? The first one. No lore, no backstory, no face, just a shape that does bad shit. A boogeyman, Not as it were. The shape. Yeah, the shape. Huge success, big movie. Of course, studio wants a sequel. John Carpenter doesn't really want to direct but reluctantly writes and Halloween 2 comes out. Not as big as the first, as we mentioned. Not a bad movie. I kind of liked it. Do you remember that one? Yeah, wasn't bad. It was fine. You still got the Loomis there. Yeah, crazy old Loomis. Oh, Loomis. <laughs> Trying to kill kids left, right, and center. 
Um, and while the box office wasn't quite as large for Halloween 2, it still made money. Mm. And, you know, when something's making money, you don't quit, at least not according to the studio. So That's right. they wanted to make another one. Not in Hollywood. Squeeze every penny. Carpenter and Deborah Hill were not so keen, as you may expect, uh, but they agreed on one condition, and that condition was that it would not be a sequel mm. and not a direct sequel to Halloween 2, so no Michael Myers. So th- there was this intention to to make the Halloween franchise more of an anthology, so I think it was Deborah Hill that said, it's our intention to create an anthology out of the series, sort of along the lines of Night Gallery or The Twilight Zone, uh. only on a much larger scale, of course. Which again, I dig that idea. I dig it. You could give each, you know, a different director, different things. You know, it's like Black Mirror or something. I'm, I'm down it's with that. TV vibes all day. Like, I don't think I've seen another Michael Myers Halloween film where I'm like, thank God that exists. You know, like I don't know if we need it anymore. Mm. Some of them are fine, but they're not like, oh, finally I learned about the fucking cult or whatever happens in the next few. Um, anyway, we'll save that for next Halloween Spectacular miniseries for 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the intention. They bring in a writer named Nigel Neal, who was apparently this guy that made a TV miniseries called The Quater Mass Experiment in the 50s, some kind of sci-fi thing that John Carpenter liked. So he's like, let's get that guy. Uh, so he wrote a script and it was very low on gore, a little too subtle for the studio heads. And um, they thought, uh, what if we just added a bit more blood and guts and mm. maybe cockroaches and snakes coming out of mouths? And yeah. he's like, sure, add that. Just take my name off the film. So he left. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. And uh, they bring in Tommy Lee Wallace, who also directed. Now, the way he talks about it's interesting. He says he, he thought of this as a pod movie rather than a knife movie. I haven't heard this language before. Maybe it's a thing. I don't know. A pod movie. You know, we're not super. Yeah, pod movie as in not a movie pod, but a pod movie. Ah. As in like Invasion of the Body Snatchers is what he referenced ah. versus, you know, a slasher film. So yes. he's, he's, he's kind of taking inspo guy. from that. Wait, yeah, oh no, the, the original yeah. guy was the sci-fi guy, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And this guy, well, it still has sci I guess this is where sci-fi and horror meet a little bit with films like Body Snatchers, it's it's a nice little subgenre. And so, again, I respect that the first two, it's a slasher. This one, let's go for another horror subgenre. Event Horizon. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And, yeah, he was quite literal with his um, reference to Body Snatchers because he named the town Santa Nera, which was the name of the town in Body Snatchers as well. So there you go. There you have it. There you go. He also seems to be the one that added the robots. Because I thought, I guess he just thought it needed robots. So well, sci-fi, mate. Hello. <laughs> Season of the robots. Now I don't have any pre-casties, but uh, just to just to touch on some of the cast because I'm going to forget names here because these are all kind of character actory people. But they brought in Tom Atkins to play the lead, uh, Mister Doctor Surgeon, Doctor Surgeon, no, Doctor Daniel Chalice, who is a surgeon. Yes. He was previously in The Fog and Escape from New York as Remy. Um, Stacey Nelkin as Ellie Grimbridge and Irish actor Dan O'Hurley. O'Hurley? Hodlin O'Hurley. Dan O'Hurley. 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 Yeah. As uh, Conal Cochran. Mm-hmm. It's not a porn star name, but it's it's just a bad guy. It's a Cochran, goddammit. And just to round this out, while I couldn't find precasties, I did find one pre-directory, and that was Mr. Joe Dante. That's right. Of Gremlins fame. Etc. And he dropped out to do another anthology, Twilight Zone. He dropped ah, out to do the yes, Twilight Zone. Ah, yes, to do the so Twilight Zone film. Yeah. Full circle there. Full isn't, circle. Isn't it just? Let's play the trailer. Okay. You don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween, the children. You happen to know anything about this Cochrane? <laughs> All I have to tell you, mister. 
Watch out. He's watching you, friend. I guarantee you that. That's how he picked up the gel. <laughs> hey, Mr. Cochran, just what is the final process? Fellas, I was just kidding. Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. Hey! <laughs> Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. I want a mask. Can I have a mask? Uh, just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, Cockers? Why? Do I need a reason? I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all. Operator, this is an emergency. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. You've got to believe me. They're going to kill us. All of us. Stop it. The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it! Halloween 3. Season of the Witch, the night no one comes home. I like the the tagline, the night no one comes home. Because remember the first one was the night Michael comes home or the oh, night he came home. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You do like the builds. I do. I do. That was a good trailer. It seemed like a bunch of teaser trailers stitched together or something. Many films in one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is no easy task, but would you mind telling us, Greg? <laughs> I will. What happened in this movie? Do my darndest. Uh, I have no idea. Um, okay. <laughs> October 23, 1982. A man with a pumpkin mask is chased down by a suited man. Uh, he ends up in hospital. His doctor at said hospital is one Dr. Daniel Chalice. Uh, Dr. Chalice looks to be in his early 50s. Got a couple of young kids and an ex-wife, I later found out. It's his ex-wife. Mm. I just thought he was out there doing the dirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, pumpkin Man in hospital is visited by a suited man again and he's moited. <laughs> to meet the hands in the <laughs> eyes there. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Doctor Man, you with great ease, just yeah, a little pop of yeah, the, the yeah. thing. Uh, so, the Doctor's back in a bar now. Uh, he likes drinking. Um, he's approached by an attractive younger lady. She explains herself as the daughter of Pumpkin Man, and she wants to investigate his death and the strange surroundings, the strange circumstances surrounding his death. Right, so she's not looking for a good time. She's not. The doctor's like, I don't know what you said, but I'm in. <laughs> He's such a creep. He's so creepy. <laughs> He's so plasticine. Yeah. So Huntsacker and, I mean, Dr. Chalice and Ellie, who is probably about 20 to 30 years her junior, they head upstate to a little town called, what was it, Santa Barbara? Santa Nira. Yes, the town is the home of the Silver Shamrock Mask Company, Tristan. And uh, they're all the rage, these masks. Um, no doubt due to their shrewd marketing campaigns. Uh, uh, an effective yet annoying TV spot. The catchy jingle. <laughs> oh, my God. The worst jingle of all time. Yeah. And they play that on high frequency, mm. uh, which is... Uh, to be, to be merited. There's not enough frequency these days. <laughs> so they're doing a good job with their advertising. Um, the product seems good. Um, back to the story. Um, so <laughs> Dr. Chalice and Ellie, they check into a little motel and on the fly they cook up a story that they're a couple, which no one seems to bat an eyelid at except me. <laughs> but, yeah, Dr. Chalice is pretty stoked at this point. Uh, he'd happily put on a silver shamrock for Ellie. Any day of the week. <laughs> Sham that rock. Uh, but there's something funny about this little town. Yeah. 
There's more to these masks than we first thought, Tristan. Evil things. Uh, so they keep going with this. Uh, they do a tour of the facility at Silver Shamrock. You can do a tour and there's a big top secret area. Do not enter. That's where he knows something's mm. going on because it says top secret. <laughs> Stolen Stonehenge within. Well, that's right. Fragments enter. of the stone <laughs> of the Stonehenge. Uh, turns out that old Kolharahe is um, using fragments of Stonehenge to uh, perform a pagan ritual uh, that will kill some kids. Classic. Uh, sacrificing kids. Tale as old as time. Yeah, it's that classic construct. Um, <laughs> so he, he, he gets out of there. I think the Stonehenge bit falls on Kills O'Horlehy. And he's planning, uh, he's planning to escape with Ellie. He got Ellie out of there. Uh, but then she's a robot, Tristan. He's escaped with the wrong Ellie. Um, we don't know what's happened to the other one or if she was a robot this whole time. Oh, yeah. Oh, good point. I hadn't considered that, that she was a robot the whole time. Sex robot. Whoa. Sex robot. And then, uh, yeah. Toffee. That's right. Mr. Wilson. <laughs> Damn. And, uh, yeah, then basically that's kind of it. He, there's like a kid. Commercials are going to be on that activate the mask when all the kids have them on. That's uh, that's the plan. Um, and he's you know he's calling up the network saying, "Operator, there's a problem with his TV ad." Yeah. And they're turning it off one by one, but one station maybe doesn't get it off. Fade to black, Tristan. That's the end of the movie. We don't know what happens. I think a lot of kids died. Yeah, it's a cliffhanger. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, good uh, good plot synopsis because it did help. Uh, it sounded much simpler when you explained it. Yeah, it was quite hard to follow this one. Yeah, and almost because there's not much. Well, there's stuff happening, but literally, I mean, I joked about it on the gram, but literally like 40 minutes in, I was like, I still don't really know what this movie is about. Like, what are, what are we dealing with here? What are we dealing with? Not even in a mystery sense, but just in like a, where is this going? <laughs> it was weird. Where was um, it going? There is, <laughs> there is no witch. At no point. There's a couple of witch masks in backgrounds. It's more of a pump season of the pumpkin, perhaps. Yeah, because might as well be season of the pumpkin uh, because that's what it is. It's pumpkin spice season. Correct. Halloween 3, pumpkin spice, not so nice. Story by. Justin's not big on the... And it's, you know, pumpkin spice lattes that, that you know, poison white women. So you're suggesting that it could be... The same premise, except they use pumpkin spice to take out all the yeah ladies, young ladies. Yeah, they act exactly. That's, yeah, so that's interesting. It's pretty good. It's not bad. It's pretty good. That would have been my Halloween four if if they yeah, stuck with the anthology. Season of the pumpkin spice, and it's the mm. it's the Starbucks CEO that's the man behind it all. Yeah, well, he partners with the UGG Boots CEO. And, you know, the the Ugg boots eat you from the foot up. Oh, what about the hats? Yeah. Hats. Oh, what are hats? Who makes the hats? I don't know. Oh, like the big hats with the brim. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know enough for the (laughs) female fashion (laughs) to know a brand. But they're involved too. This goes all the way to the top, Greg. It's a conspiracy. (laughs) Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Don't fuck with Big Pumpkin. They'll take you down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think there's any pumpkin in Pumpkin Spice. Anyway, this was a weird movie, Greg. What did you think of it? Um, I thought it was pretty weird. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Put simply, uh, it just kept doing things that I didn't expect it to do, Mm. um, which made it kind of entertaining, if I'm honest. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't hate it. And it had Michael Huntsecker. Who's that? The the main guy, Doctor Chalice. Oh, he's in. Sorry, lethal, he's in <laughs> Lethal Weapon. He's he's Murtaugh's mate oh. from Nam, whose daughter died, and he was working for the Shadow Company. Oh, I couldn't place him, and then I ran out of time to go deep on him. But yeah, yeah. So that's him. Ah, uh, yeah, he, he brought a good amount of sleaze to the role. Man, he sure did. And, uh, you know, I, I just I had a good time. There, there was robots all of a sudden that were like leaking. <laughs> like he beat, he beat up a robot. I don't think you can do that. 
in most other moves. They seem to, you know, you can't beat a robot with your bare hands because it's a machine. Um, he can, but, but he can. He's, and yeah. then the, the the goo coming out of the robot's mouth, so you know it's because it's like robot blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I, 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 I. So that was cool. <laughs> and then just the tropiness towards the end was pretty funny. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed that. There was there was a vibe to it that I enjoyed a lot. Like, um, like I think the music, the score does a lot of the heavy lifting. Mm. The jingle's quite annoying, but it does kind of play a good role in increasing tension and that kind of thing. And like visually, like the three masks are pretty cool. There's some pretty cool shots. Yep. The twist on the opening credits was cool. Mm-hmm. And that stuff, I mean, I'm into all of that. And it was it's funny because I, I put this on the other day. I only finished it. A few hours ago, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little I got a little lost a few times, slashed a little board, so I was like, oh, I'm going to save this for later. Yeah. And did that all the way up until day of recording. Nice. Um, but I, I pressed play and I kind of forgot the connection to Halloween and everything and I was like, oh, this feels like a John Carpenter movie. And then I was like, oh, duh, of course, it's the sequel to a John Carpenter movie. Uh, but, <laughs> but it does also, I feel like, I don't know if it's, I, I guess it's conscious. It felt like. Because I went down a whole rabbit hole last year watching a lot of the Carpenter films I hadn't seen, mm. like the more kind of obscure ones. Well, I guess they're not really obscure. People love them. But, you know, they're not household names like The Fog and Prince of Darkness. It does kind of feel like that, like this mm. weird little movie. <laughs> yeah. Just not as good. But but vibe-wise, it's kind of there. So, so I, I don't know. I enjoyed it on that level. Yeah. Oh, Seymour's got something to say. Hey, Seymour. Disagrees. Keep it down, Seymour. Um. And I liked that there was no happy ending. You know, that, that stuff was kind of cool. But there's no witch, Greg, and that really just grinds yeah. my gears because we've done two films with witch in the title, this very spectacular Halloween. I thought we had a theme going almost about witches. And then the only movie we've done with actual witches is Hocus Pocus, which was, you know, a last-minute <laughs> insert. It's very astute on your part. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Why don't we just get to see witches do witchy stuff? Maybe it's to do with the unions. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> like the witches, that's the kind of thing I want to see. I wanted like a, uh, I wanted an evil witch that was doing like I don't know. Potion. We should have done a plot prediction actually because it would have been oh, curious. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just kind of assumed the visuals I'd seen of this were like you know kids in those masks. I thought maybe it's a wish that a witch that casts spells on these kids in certain masks and they go around killing people or something. That's, oh, yeah. I don't know. Get the, that's get the kids that's a scary bidding. idea, killing kids. It is, especially for you. I mean, kids killing? Especially for me. Terrifying. Perish the thought. Now, you touched on this, Greg, but this film has some flaws. Well, uh, name one. Name one. <laughs> old, old Hulahan or whatever his name is. Uh, the villain logic. Villain logic is something... I often look for in films as as a whole. Oh, as like, like an empathy. Ha, what's the villain? An empathy. Well, more just like trying to understand what their logic is. And in this one, I don't understand it. It's pagan. Like, what is he trying to do? Like, he invented robots. <laughs> Isn't that enough? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a huge deal. Yeah. I think he's like underselling what a huge. <laughs> revolutionary thing he's just done. Yeah. And he's using them for such a very specific cause. Mm. It's like, <laughs> why isn't the building of the robots <laughs> the means to the, like, isn't that, isn't that, they can kill all the kids you want. Why do you need to build robots to build masks? That's insane to me. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> I can't, it's a tough one. I get it must be union and, issues as well. Well, also the the robots weren't in the original script, which makes sense because why are they in? <laughs> like it's it, yeah. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love robots, so I, again, I, I'm kind of happy they're there. But just from a villain logic point of view, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get why Stonehenge. I get that the, he's a witch essentially. I guess he's kind of the witch. He's doing witchcraft. Um, but, you know, his whole little monologue thing where he explains stuff, mm. I had to watch it like five times partly because I kept looking at my phone but then also I was like I'm missing something because I feel like I'm not getting why he's doing this 
and I and then I even just read the dialogue to oh. <laughs> have it better sink in. He doesn't actually say what he's doing. Why, Cochran? Why? Do I need a reason? Mr. Cupfer was right, you know. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. But there's a better reason. You don't really know much about Halloween. You thought no further than the strange custom of having your children wear masks and go out begging for candy. It was the start of the year in our old Celtic lands and we'd be waiting in our houses of wattles and clay. The barriers would be down, you see, between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in to sit by our fires of turf. Halloween. The festival of Samhain. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red with the blood of animals and children. Sacrifices. A part of our world. Our craft. Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. It's not so different now. It's time again. In the end, we don't decide these things, you know. The planets do. They're in alignment. And it's time again. The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. Yeah, so he just said, do I need a reason? Yes, you do. You need a reason to kill all these kids. Mm. Like, just, you know, for the purpose of being a character in a film. You need a reason to do stuff. And he alludes to it being some, you know, sacrifice in service of what? Like what are you getting out of it? Dead kids. I guess, yeah. If you just want to kill kids, just say that, you know. And then I thought, oh, is it? Is he doesn't like the fact that Halloween's been so commercialised and he wants the kids to stop getting candy, that he kind of alludes to that very broadly, but I don't think that's the reason. Anyway, it's all a bit weird. Look, I think maybe... maybe Stonehenge wasn't in the original script either, by the way. Maybe he just wants the candy for himself. Think about that. Cochrane's the Candyman. Cochrane's the Candyman. All right. So it's, it's a very interesting point you make. It's it is weird, isn't it? Like you go, you create robots that look <laughs> identical to humans. Yeah. Only only to focus on these little microchips that make heads explode, which is much easier. It's like exactly, exactly. Well, that that's from Stonehenge. Little chips of Stonehenge. In Why there, are the bugs? Why the, why, the, why the bugs? Yeah. I mean, again, it's cool. It looks cool, but I don't get why. Bugs and robots are a, a kind of at different ends of the spectrum in many ways. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, we can poke holes at all that stuff. I feel like I've adequately poked some holes, so I won't do it. I won't bludgeon a dead horse. But <laughs> the other part that's just – it's not even – it's not really a flaw. It's just hilarious. Is just this guy, man, the doctor, Dr. Dan – He's such a slave. He's so greasy. Isn't it? I, it's ironic because he, he looks the most like a robot. Yeah, true. It's very astute on your part. He's just so, so plasticky. I, I kind of didn't notice what a sleaze he was. I think like one of the nurses said to, something to him like, oh, you, you, you owe me dinner soon. And he's like, any time, baby. <laughs> and I thought that was weird. And then like when he's with the daughter of the guy that got murdered and then he suggests getting a hotel room. I thought, oh, that's funny. It almost sounded like he was trying to bang her. And then he bangs her. Yeah. <laughs> like pretty just suddenly. He's 47 years old and she's 23, by the way. Oh, okay. There you go. That's And then nice. he actually didn't even know her age. He asked her oh, age yeah. later. Yeah, after oh, that's what I was going to put in. <laughs> He's like, it was like the third time they'd slept together in like a day. <laughs> and he's like, how old are you? I don't think that's... She's like, don't worry, I'm a robot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm six weeks old. <laughs> yeah, that was... Oh, man. Not, I don't think it's how you do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was like, you could be a minor. He was okay with that. <laughs> He's like, you could be a minor, but it's 1982. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's surprising. He is surprising. He is surprising. Hey, a little tangential, but um, John Carpenter was interviewed by Vulture this week, like two days ago. Oh, it's quite timely. And I thought it's just a good chance to remind ourselves of what a what a <laughs> what a hoot Mr. John Carpenter mm. is. Um, what did he have to I'll, say? Can I read you some little oh, bits course, from this interview? Please. Okay, so one of the questions: You have this thing with Halloween that doesn't come along often. This franchise beloved across five decades. Do you have to be protective of that kind of legacy? Do you take it personally when one comes out and people don't like it? He says no. I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> and then he says, then the interviewer goes, I don't think Halloween 3 gets the love it deserves. Would you be doing something else entirely if it took off? He said, that's correct. It didn't, but I wish it had because we could start telling other stories. People wanted to see more Michael Myers once again. So there you go. The Halloween movie I love the most is the one I made back in 1978, the one I directed. <laughs> yeah, well, same. And then... um. They asked, but don't you regret not being more hands-on with the series? He says, hell no. They have to pay me every time they make one. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bully. what does a typical day look like for you now? He says, day-to-day looks like preseason NBA and video games. <laughs> I heard stories that he loves video games. That's like his whole thing now. And so just to close this little bit out, are which games cool. are you playing? What got you started? says, all kinds. I started with Sonic the Hedgehog. I love that game. It was very hard. In the old days, they didn't put save points in the right place. Yeah. I evolved through the years. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West, Fallout 76. I really like Crash Bandicoot. What a, what a hoot. Crash Bandicoot, eh? What a hoot. Maybe you could make that into a movie. Yeah. Halloween 3, Season of the Crash. It's interesting. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, the wife thing was interesting. Oh, yeah. I, I rewatched that scene because I, I didn't take out that they were divorced in the first one. Then I rewatched it and I kind of got it. She was quite grumpy. Right. She was from. Um, there, she sure was. She was from. She was in Halloween 1 and 2 as someone else, as one of Laurie's mates or something. Oh, yeah. I, we didn't talk about how they, in this universe, how the Halloween film is a film. Yeah. I kind of like that. That's cool. That was a cool little quirk. And then also. The chap that played Michael Myers in Halloween 2, Dick Warlock, something oh, yeah. there with what a name, Cochrane, Dick and Cochrane <laughs> and Warlocks. And Tell me everything you know about Cochrane. <laughs> what do you know about this Cochrane? <laughs> oh, Cochrane. <laughs> uh, anyway, he played one of the android assassins. Would you know? Oh wow! So they like you know, wow. I don't have too much else on this film. It's a it's a strange movie, but don't be afraid of it. Yeah, same. And don't watch it if you want to watch about witches. <laughs> you get more witchy out of Blair Witch, which is saying something. <laughs> yeah, man, suggested. big time. If you want to see witches, go watch Hocus Pocus. Jeez Louise. Or witches. Now that's a film that's honest. That's good about its. And they're That's just good old-fashioned like witches. We yeah. We can do that next year perhaps. Yeah, let's do it. Or before. Or before. Because we can do it. It's our show. We can do, we can do it any time we want. Any time. Because there's a new one. Yeah, that sucks, but. That I still haven't watched. Yeah. Does it? It's no good. Oh. Uh, it's fine. Damn. But yeah. Like, it's worth watching, I guess, if you're bored. That first one was big, wasn't it? Man, I was oh. terrified. Yeah. Oh. That little seaside town and everything. Yeah, oh, cucumber sandwiches. I don't know why I remember that part. Anyway, let's get into the verdict then, shall we? Oh, I'd love to. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an answer to question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Ah! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay, does anything fundamentally break in about this film in current day? Uh, not really other than what a sleaze this guy is. I feel like if this was made mm. today, that, that probably wouldn't be played so hard. Yeah, I think he'd be cancelled. What do you think of the special effects in this one, Gregory? Um... They were funny. Yeah, a bit of a mixed bag. 
I, I kind of like the concept of the mask being on and then, you know, something happened into the head that you can't quite see. Like, it's pretty horrifying. And then a snake coming out, of course. That was all pretty cool. The explodey cool. face thing was quite good. Yeah, right? that was good. That was that was given it was unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um Bechdel to I give so I give it a pass for the effects, I think. It's of the time, but it Knowing the budget. Yeah, exactly. Knowing the budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was robots and such. Yeah, robot blood was, that was good. All, those were real robots as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh Bechdel test, no. Race Bechdel, no. So that's a double negative there, which makes it a positive, I guess. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, cultural relevance, very low. Oh, no. Simpsons didn't do Culturally it. Culturally yeah. irrelevant. Yeah, pretty much irrelevant. You're right. But they did feel some tropey bits, and I don't know if they were they belong to this film that I feel like The Simpsons has done, like robot arm, like the robot arm that kept going. Ah, uh, yeah. It was detached from the body. Start strangling him. That was pretty cool. That was fun. And it's hard when these movies come out before we're born. It's hard to know if it, something's a reference yeah. or if it started it. Or yeah, it's hard to know. Correct. Correct. And so how are we meant to? How how, how are, we are we to know? know? Right. Just because we have microphones doesn't mean we know anything. Haven't you heard of a podcast before? Um, yeah. So Simpsons didn't do it, or at least not what I could find. And despite everything we've been making fun of, there's no porn parody. I can only think. I can only think, you know how like on South Park they didn't make any Trump jokes because they're just like, how do you parody that? Like it's already absurd. I think that's what the porn parody men must have done. They're like, this guy is just going around banging orphans basically. <laughs> like where, where do you go from here? His name's he's asking about Cochrane. Like it's there. they can't come up, they can't subvert that plot into porn land because it's already a porn-like plot. Mm. That must. That's the only reason I can think of. Otherwise, why wouldn't you? CD motel room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, what's the, what's your overall thought here? Is it a rewatch or best left in the past, Greg? Uh, somewhere in the middle, I think. Yeah, I think really it's worth is. watching just to, yeah. to experience the I agree. absurdity. I agree. And it's not. It's kind of over pretty quickly, and then you're just like, "Huh, that was interesting." It is interesting. Like I wasn't bored. Uh, there were, I lost the interest mm. a couple times, but I, yeah, I, I think I was doing a bit of second screening. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, but the whole thing was such a curiosity. Like I was into it with patches of distraction, I guess. Yes, <clears throat> yes, and I think in hindsight, I liked it more than when I was watching it in some ways because I didn't, yeah, I think I was ex- I was expecting something else. And I think the same reflection. I was like, that was actually pretty entertaining. There was robots and. Yeah. Um, intergenerational intercourse. Plasticine <laughs> um, head. Um, catchy song tune. Yeah. Road trip. Well, funny you, you know? say that. I had the same kind of deal because I watched about 65% of it on like Monday or Tuesday or something, early in the week. Yeah. And then um, I meant to watch it the next night and then we're busy every night until today. So I didn't really get back to it. But I was keen. To, I was like, I'm going to start it from the beginning because actually I think I like this movie. Mm. And then I was going to start it from the beginning and then I realized I didn't have time. I couldn't remember because you got daylight saving in Australia now. I wasn't sure if I gained an hour or lost an hour. I lost an hour. So I thought I had oh. two hours to watch it again, but I didn't. So oh, I just watched no. the end. Uh, that's a long way of me saying I had a similar thing where I watched it and I was a bit like, okay. But then the more I thought about it, I kind of liked it because yeah. it's like, how do you not like robots and stuff? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's in this one. I've, I think I've had two other films that go into this category and I can't remember which ones they are now. Or maybe one was Cocktail. But um, this goes into that very same niche category of films that I would play on screen with no sound if I owned a cool bar. <laughs> you know? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because it's kind of, it's it's such an oddity to even just see some of these shots. It's just so weird um, in a compelling way. Um, mm. But, yeah, at the end of the day, it's a big swing. You know, they're trying to do something different. I always respect that. Um, I think I liked it mm. more than Halloween Ends. Um, so oh, I'd, did you I'd finish say that? it's worth a watch. Yeah, I finished it. I didn't like it, man. Similar deal. At least they tried something different. But it just seems like, why, though? You made three new Halloween films. Were you planning some kind of arc here? Because it just seems like you made it up as you went along and you – anyway, 
it's a whole other thing. Yeah. Yeah. The first one was the first new the first of these last three was was great. And then yeah. the second one was like, oh. Well, I was trying to think what is the best if you're making the ideal Halloween trilogy, which is it? It ain't this. It might be the first new one. If you watched Halloween one, Halloween two and Halloween Oh, but that doesn't include Halloween two, does it? Uh, who knows? We're not gonna solve this one, Greg. No, not today. <sighs> not today. And I have no MVP for this film. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is Connell Cochran. Connell yeah. Cochran. I, I guess he was pretty good. Fair enough. I'll throw the it Irish there. CEO. Yeah. Shamrock Industries or whatever it is. <laughs> mm. Did I mention I'm Irish? <laughs> <laughs> you should have done it on St. Patrick's Day, man. man. That would have been something. It's true. All right, what are we doing next week? Oh, we're doing our Simpsons episode next week, Treehouse of Horrors yeah. 6, the one with the 3D and the Freddy. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Classic, classic. Can't wait for that. So this this will come out on Halloween. That's pretty, pretty handy, yeah. Um, pretty much. It will, yeah. It's hal- yeah, well, it's the 30th here today, 31st tomorrow. That's Halloween. Mm, yeah, Halloween. People have put fake spider webs all over their gardens. Nice. I haven't, I haven't decorated. I've been too busy. I've been abroad. Yeah, same. We've got no Halloween plans at all. All right, friends of the show, leave a review. Yeah. If you would be so kind. Uh-huh. Um, but otherwise, follow us on Instagram, on the Facebook. We've got a little Facebook group there for the friends of the show there to have little chats there. Um, and uh, we'll see you next week for some Simpsons action, Treehouse of Horror. Very excited Simpsons. to dive into that one. Mm. Mm. Yes. Bye. World's Fair Visitor Center? Used to be, back in 1982. (laughs) You're 14 years too late. But there's another World's Fair coming soon, right? Before Friday? What about the Sun Sphere? (laughs) You mean the Wig Sphere. You're welcome to go up there if you want to see 16,000 boxes of unsold wigs. Now, you gentlemen gonna buy some wigs, or ain't you? Well, I guess fate was against us. It's really nobody's fault, right? Huh? Right? <laughs>